Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and the rest of you who are joining us online. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And today we continue in Exodus. Uh, well, there's an Exodus. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I love that word, by the way. It's like phonetically, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're both really tired, so we're going to crush <laughs> this. Uh, that's full of caffeine. Um but so Sunday, you preached a message on dun, 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 dun. Moses trying to weasel his way out of God calling him to do things. At the burning bush. At the burning bush, which <laughs> we're going to joke a lot about at Moses's, at Moses's expense, mm-hmm. because that whole situation is so ridiculous to me. I love it so much. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, and so, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a great conversation. Uh, we're going to talk about Moses and Aaron and God on a burning bush and what it means to be called by God and to try to tell God now and kind of how that manifests. Uh, this is a, um, I don't know about you, this is always a story that like I approach with a lot of humor. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's super humorous, but like I just love the absurdity of Moses trying to tell God to God's like, you know, personhood or whatever that's there. <laughs> no. Um, cause I've told God no before, but God's like never been in front of me, you know, being like, Kelly would do this and me be like, no. Uh, and I'm like, Moses, it, it, it's, you know, that's interesting. Hey, and Jesus is here with us too. Uh, but anyway, without further ado, yeah. uh, why don't you take us through the scriptures and a little bit of the context. Okay. So, uh, so we're, uh, you know, I've, I mentioned in the, in the sermon, I feel like this series, I'm so much of it is fighting against the 10 commandments movie and the Charlton Heston thing. Um, but you know, it's, it's a wonderful movie, but they just get a lot of things wrong, uh, in the movie. Uh, and as you're following through the scripture, those things kind of scream out at you. Um, so, so this is the, this is the scene at the burning bush. And actually, the the Cecil B. DeMille cuts before we get to this actual passage. But the passage, Moses is still at the burning bush. Uh, God has told Moses to go do this this thing to Pharaoh uh, to uh, let uh, let the Israelites go. Mm-hmm. Basically, crash their economy. Basically, you know, <laughs> all of this. You it's know, just going to keep getting stuff. worse. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and Moses responds, and so this passage is Moses responding to God, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he says that in several different ways. He says, um, you know, God, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, how are they going to know that it's you that's, that's talking to me? And so God says, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give them all these signs. And so one of the signs is the staff turns into a snake. Another is that um, you know, uh, the Moses has hand. Yeah. Yeah. Moses has leprosy and then nod. And it's a weird parlor trick. It, it is. Oh, it's, surprise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and voila, it's gone, you know? <laughs> so that, but that was one of the signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the third sign that, uh, uh, God gave to Moses was, he said, we'll dip a pitcher of water out of the Nile, pour it on the ground and it'll, it'll turn to blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the things. So God responded to, Moses's uh, hesitance, or uh, uh, you know, not being good enough uh, mm-hmm. by giving him these signs, and Moses responded, "But I don't speak well." You know, so Moses is going down the list here. 
I don't speak well. I, my tongue is slow and my voice isn't commanding, which again is something very different from the movie. <laughs> Charlton Heston has a has a big booming voice in the movie and just kind of commands attention. Uh, but that's not Moses in scripture. <laughs> Moses is like the little kid that gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar, like stares yeah. at the ground. He's trying to talk to you because he's just embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, you let people go. <laughs> What'd you say, Moses? Let, let, let him, please let him go. But so, um, <laughs> yeah, so the pa- the scriptures paint a very different picture of Moses mm-hmm. than Cecil B. DeMille does. Uh, but anyway, so. But God still responds to that by saying, well, why are you worried, Moses, about being able to speak? My words are going to be what you're speaking, mm-hmm. and it's the, the the work that I'm doing that's going to have kind of the, the power mm-hmm. here. Uh, and Moses kind of runs out of excuses and then just says, send somebody else. <laughs> Let me go back to my flocks. <laughs> send somebody else. And this is when the scriptures uh say and god got angry <laughs> god's <laughs> anger kindled against moses <laughs> so god got angry when moses tried to check out um <laughs> turn his back burning bush right in front of him and he's trying to say no um so uh anyway god says okay i'll send aaron uh, you know your your buddy who's who can speak well uh i'll give you give you both the words to say I'll still be with you. So Moses kind of runs out of excuses. Um, but I, I see in this passage, in this exchange, Moses really showing feelings of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of blaring. It's not, I'm not reading into that. That's there. To, that's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses feeling that he's not good enough, um, that it's somehow it's his power or his strength that's going to be, you know, setting the, yeah. the people free. Um, and and God saying over and over again, no, it's my work that's going to be flowing through you, that's going to that's going to make the difference. Uh, mm-hmm. So with that, you don't have any reason to feel inadequate or to feel weak. Um, right. You know, so go do this thing that I need need you to do, Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that's that's something you know anyone who is trying to follow God um, deals with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I good enough? I'm, I'm, because God calls us into places where we're not comfortable, where we're not gifted, where we're not all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, to do this this work that that God wants us to do, and mm-hmm. so it's always as we're growing uh, in our faith, we're we're kind of this is this is a common kind of thing that we'll bump up against to over and over, uh, yeah, over and over, over again. Um. So yeah, that's what the that's what the message was all about. That's what the scripture mm-hmm. says, and and what I read into that, or uh, what we talked about in the message, yeah. then from that. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what the Ten Commandments are, because maybe you were born after you know nineteen eighty five, uh, <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> with a guy in it, uh, and they do things. <laughs> That narrows it down. <laughs> it's like when you're hanging out with that one friend. You're like, you remember that movie? They're like, that, yeah, that you know, with the guy in it. Yeah, and he does the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally know what that is. Uh, no, I had to poke fun at you. Um, so one of the things that I think is really interesting about Moses as a person and as a character in the scriptures, right, is also that um, a lot of the anxieties I think he's feeling, I think, are really valid, right? So Moses grew up in Egypt. 
right? And and murdered somebody there, left in disgrace, so he didn't get in trouble. And then, you know, is living a peaceful, quiet life, is married, I think at this point has mm-hmm. children, maybe. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just out walking the sheep and or whatever the livestock is. Yeah, had had the sheep on leashes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> walking around, right? Uh no sheep dogs back then. Yeah. Uh but but then, you know, it's all of a sudden there's this bush that's on fire and it's like, hey, go do this stuff. And I'm like, I'd be like, I hit my head. Am I dead? Like, is this you know, and so and so it's not and and whether it's a speech difficulty or, or but the scriptures do make it clear that Moses is has difficulty orating, right? Like communicating with words. And so all of the things that Moses is saying to God, uh, you know, I think there's different ways to read into it, right? Like some of it's like, how do I get out of this so I don't have to do the things? And sometimes we'll say things like, Moses wants to take the easy way out. And I don't know if I agree with that. I think these are like deep insecurities and fears that Moses has. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I wasn't always a believer living the life I currently am. So the idea of going back to people that knew me before and trying to like love them well from this now context would be a little awkward and weird and would bring up things in me that I'm like, oh, I got to process that, right? And so there's, there's, this is a complicated moment between Moses and God. Um, and I do love, uh, one of the things I love about Moses here too is Moses is really honest. Um, I don't know if you know you all of a sudden were on fire and talking to me on God's behalf. If I would be totally honest, or if I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, get away from me." Like, uh, sure, whatever you say. And then, <laughs> and then the burning bush would have to appear in my hut, and mm-hmm. then, and then I'd, I'd be going to sleep. I was like, I totally hallucinated. That was not real. All right, okay. Like, I got to get away from this thing that's talking to me. Um, I don't think I would have the uh, strength to debate and like communicate my deepest, darkest fears to a burning bush. I think mm-hmm. I'd run. Mm-hmm. So this is something else I, I really like about his character and, and this this account is, oh, like you're you're legit like, no, I'm afraid of this. And and now, granted, we do know, like, so what? Like, the, the, you don't you don't get an like you're gonna go. Like, <laughs> I can drag you or or right, but I, I don't necessarily think Moses is just trying to be insubordinate. Um, this is just my own take. Is I, I think there's some things that he's actually deeply scared of and insecure about, and there's this beautiful thing that's happening where Moses is actually being really vulnerable. Now it does turn to. All right, we're done. And this is where God gets mad. Um, it's another thing too. I don't think either one of us would be comfortable like turning our backs on a burning bush and like starting to walk away, right? Like, I mean, I'd run. I, I don't think I'd be like, "All right." Well, you've already taken your shoes off. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> so but, you'd be barefoot on the desert. Yeah, but but like, you know, and then and then you know, the Lord's anger was kindled against Moses and. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think I could be like, all right, God, we're done talking. Uh <laughs> it was a little a little uh, arrogant. Um it's probably not gonna go well. But yeah, so so at this point, it's not just this moment where Moses is there's a lot of other things that are kind of coloring this mm-hmm. encounter. Um 
And then, yeah, Aaron. It's like, we'll take Aaron with you. Like, by the way, we're not going to talk about this in depth today, but like, can you imagine being Aaron in all this? Was it be like, hey, God, talk to me. We're going over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine being signed up for that? <laughs> and just, you're coming Maybe. with. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Moses, I'm, where are we going? I'm, I'm sure it's happened before. I'm thinking <laughs> in my in my path to ministry somewhere along That's the way. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I love that. Okay, so we, we're talking part of the theme, right? Or one of the themes is kind of insecurity and inadequacy. And there, there's some things, Dave, you did in the sermon that I thought were beautiful. Uh, one of them was... You talked. You broke down all of like Moses's rebuttals um, and God's kind of proposition to those. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about kind of how everything that Moses kind of brings to God. God's like, nah. <laughs> uh, it's it's almost like God isn't. God's not a salesman, right? Like the best salesman ever. But God sees through the problems that of we course, present, of right? Of course. Yeah, God knowing us better than we know ourselves. I mean, uh, is one of the themes throughout Scripture. The uh, but yeah, so he, I like that he addresses kind of Moses where Moses is at. Mm-hmm. You know, he hears the the fear or the the insecurity or whatever it is, and then he takes care of it. He makes it a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he does that several times there, and he gets down to the end, and Moses kind of runs out of runs out of steam. Uh, but but God is 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 addressing the things that Moses is bringing up. Right. He's he's kind of he's not fixing the the insecurity, but he's addressing it, uh, making this a task that is then doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it it seems it seems like an impossible task. Right. Going before the basically the most powerful man in the world and telling him he's got to let you know the slaves go, which is going to have our workforce. Well, yeah, it's going to have all of these dominoes that, you know, in our, in our world, we'd say, well, that will kill the economy. That'll be, uh-huh. you know, all of this, all of these side effects, you know, um, would, would happen. Um, and so that's, that's gotta be overwhelming for Moses. Um, but God is making it possible, um, by addressing mm-hmm. each of these things. He's saying, this is what I need you to do. This is how I'm supporting you. In, in doing this task, um, you know, the end result really doesn't belong to Moses. It, you know, it's the work of God that's going to bring the end result. But, right. but God needs Moses to kind of move his feet uh, and, and be obedient in doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and God is making it possible for him to do the things right. that he's calling him to do. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh... <laughs> It's like, it doesn't matter what you tell me. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do love to, like, so just for modern day application, right? And so one of the things I hear a lot from Christians, right, is, well, I'll go do that when I'm prepared. Or I'll do that after I heal or I work through things. And by no means am I marginalizing healing or processing or working through things or, you know, people know themselves better than I know them, right? Like, so that that's fine. Um but Moses doesn't go take a lot of time to fix all this other stuff before Moses goes and does the things. And I think there's this thing that I see a lot of where um, 
we live in a culture, I think, that is very pro mastery and pro like uh, credentialing. And no, I didn't say go to, you know, like if you need surgery, go to somebody who practices on animals. No, don't do that. Like, I credentialing is appropriate in mm-hmm. places, right? But when God calls us to things or God calls us to love people or, or to, to utilize our gifts and graces in the way that God has called us, right? Like, that doesn't mean you're going to be in a spot all the time that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. Well, and God is specifically going outside of what where Moses feels gifted. Uh-huh. Um, and so this isn't God has gifted him with speech it's or fair. with leadership or with any of these things. Right. Uh, and, and to the contrary, Moses feels inadequate, doesn't feel like he has these gifts. Right. Right. And so, and so in your life as a believer and as a Christian, when, when God calls you to things, and I should, I should clarify that. So I should use the, the context believer here, because we are talking about Exodus. So Christian and Christianity isn't even a term yet. So we're, we're talking about it in our context, but I'm making that distinction. So you nerds out there that are like, but they're talking about Moses. I'm like, yeah, fine. I made the distinction. Well, it's still a life of faith. Hundred percent, and so and it's still a walk of faith, right? And know. so in that, in that, we can't we can't get hung up on um, this concept of uh, it's still going. Aha! Um, we can't get caught up on this concept of you know I'll get to it when I can, or you can't, or I'll get to it when I'm ready. Um, there is no way from any kind of earthly, I think at least, system or procedure or process or training or schooling where Moses was ever going to be ready to go do this, right? Like, that's just not no, how that works. Of course not. It's, it was too big a task. Right. It, was, it was an impossible task. And to be fair, what I think God calls us into, and I think, you know, this is an overgeneralization, but I would argue this is across the board, is the life of faith is never meant to be lived from our own adequacy or our own, like, um, our own ability, right? Like, life of faith is meant to be lived fully in God, and, like, you can't do that alone. And then what God calls us to, out of the consequence of that relationship that's then intact or we're working through, right, is things that we would have never been prepared for to do in our own power and our own ability. And so the life of faith, you know, we joke, right? Cliché is the journey. Um, But how, how... cool is that i think at least in this with moses is um you know that we can point out and go oh it's absolutely god but moses has a part to play in that by mm-hmm. also saying mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and participating and i think part of what you're saying actually goes into the rub between the movie and the actual scriptures you know the movie portrays charlton heston as a strong leader <laughs> Oh, I mean, in the movie, yeah, absolutely, the movie, yeah. he, absolutely, he is right, and he's coming in and and applying all of the strength that he has mm-hmm. to kind of make this happen. Scriptures are very different. Uh, you know, Moses is a very uh, kind of weak, flawed character, uh, as opposed to Charlton Heston. Um, and so, in the scriptures, it's 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 very clear. But then, you know, making the movies that are that are going to appeal to, yeah, you know, yeah. what people think should happen. You know, I, I need to be strong to be able to do this. I need to be well-spoken. I need to have a strong voice. I need to, you know, have all of this uh, assured, you know, confidence behind me. Uh, but that's not what the scripture says. So that, <laughs> that, that's what we want. And so that's what the movie portrayed. Yep. 
ego. Um, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Well, self, self worth. Yeah. Self, yeah. self, uh, self importance, self importance, self skill. Um, you know, that's, things. that's what we want. And so that's what, you know, the, the movie showed. But mm-hmm. that's not the story. That's not the the message. Shameless plug for sermon from two weeks ago and podcast from last week. You know, on Trinity is, I was just it just hit me right now. But like Moses never does anything alone. Mm-hmm. Like nothing that God even asks him to do does Moses do alone. Like Aaron goes with him. Then when when he has to do the thing with the staff and the holding it up, like people hold his arms for him. And then when uh, we'll talk about that in a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. <laughs> but like but like even like we're saying, right? Like there's this need of other people yeah, and support yeah. and help. And like you're talking about the movie makes a clear distinction of like Moses did it. And it was all on Moses's power and authority and like strength. And sure, God did a bunch of stuff, but like Moses <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Yeah. Let's give God some credit. <laughs> uh, but but right, I mean, uh, I mean, I've seen that movie, and like Charlton Heston absolutely gets the front of the camera. Uh-huh. Right? Like it's not God at work. It's it's you know, God hangs on every word that Charlton Heston breathes. Um, but like you're saying, like yeah. If you read this story or this part of the scriptures and you work through it, you'd realize too, like, this is a totally different podcast from mm-hmm. I don't know when we'd get to this yeah. of like our 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 spiritual and cultural inheritance from narratives, theological narratives that are really harmful and actually not accurate at all. And I think this is one of those where because that movie, and I'm not anti-Charlton Heston. Yeah, I love the movie. Yeah, the movie's awesome. <laughs> it, it, Prince of it's, Egypt was better. It's, it's, but, it's but, four hours. Though. But but <laughs> but in that right, like but in that right, like so there's this there's this concept of like self power and and it's mm-hmm. and it's anti the actual themes and what I think is actually happening in it. So back to the kind of back to the the point here. Um, so so Moses doesn't even go alone. Right, God is with Moses. Aaron goes with Moses, and then um, there's things too, like the Hebrew people that are already there also support and help him, which is a totally other neat. People stop calling me right now. Um, so, uh, but in that, um, I think uh, those are important parts that we're kind of mm-hmm. trying to bring to the forefront. So, we talked about Moses at a burning bush. God is speaking to Moses, and Moses is trying to figure out how Moses' experience and inadequacies and validity of all those things is reason to disobey God. Uh, and God's like, nah. But I want to also talk about this next thing that you kind of brought up. Let's bring us into the next point was um, talked about where those things come from, mm-hmm. right? And And Dave, I think you did a fantastic job of kind of bringing up like, why we believe those things or where those things kind of come from. So yeah. why don't you expand that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, well, even in myself, I've, I have had times where I've felt inadequate or insecure. And so I just did some, some research on where that stuff comes from mm-hmm. within us today. Uh, and I found, you know, I'll, I'll, sometimes it's from our childhood and our parents not being supportive of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, peers who are overly critical of us, right. you know, sometimes it's, it's flat out that we've never had the opportunity to kind of, uh, step out in kind of positive, supportive kind of situations mm-hmm. 
to where we can grow, you know, that, that confidence can grow within us and we can see that we can do whatever the, the skill is that we're, right. we're talking about there. And so that kind of, uh, uh, helps me to see then why God kind of builds a community of faith, you know, mm-hmm. and if that community is, is operating correctly, then we're supporting one another. We're not being critical. We're, you know, helping people to step out in faith, not because they're perfect, um, but because God is calling them to, to do X, Y, Z. And when things are, you know, don't come out perfectly, can we forgive that? Can we live with that? Can we not uh, be critical, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or harmful in the way we respond to people? Uh, because that all then leads to uh, feelings of inadequacy and insecurity, which then stops us uh, or hinders us at least from doing mm-hmm. the work God has called us to do. Yeah. So I see how all of that kind of fits together within a community of faith, any community of faith. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's brilliant. Um, you know, even in Moses's context, right? There's no way people that make fun of his inability to speak, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like that's not. He didn't like wake up one day and be like, "Oh, everybody values this. This is great." Like, so when God's like, "Hey, go talk to people," Moses is like, "I've done that before. It didn't go well last time. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going in there." And you talk about criticalness, and so, and we mentioned like it not going perfectly, and so another thing I think culturally that's that's. Um, I personally believe it's kind of anti-Jesus, right, is our pursuit of... Now, when we talk about pursuit of perfection from the Methodist stance, right, we'd be being made perfect in God's love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this mechanism in this machine that we have in a culture where I go back to attributing it to, like, mastery, mm-hmm. right, where it's like you can arrive at a point where you are always here. And I'm like, Jesus was perfect. I am not. Now, conversely, that doesn't mean that that's permission for me to do terrible things to people. This is another thing we do that like drives yeah. me absolutely bananas. It's yeah. like, well, I'm a sinner just like everybody else. And I go, no, you're being a jerk. <laughs> Stop being a jerk. <laughs> like, right? Like, it's not permission to do that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Moses is faithful. Like, this is the thing about Christians. And like, at least for me in my whole journey, one of the things the hells I'm willing to die on, right, is um, I want to be faithful. Right. Like when God's like, hey, I've called you to this, like maybe it might take me a minute to get there for a sec or like understand that and and believe that and trust that and then do it. But I want to be a person who who is faithful in that and works at that and like goes, okay, God, like what are we doing? And be faithful. Um, what I want, I want us all to replace that, those things with with faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a community that's faithful. Right then, then when you're talking about what went wrong or where it could have gone better, like those are positive, constructive mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. It's not you failed. How dare you? You're terrible, and like go to jail. Like it's it's okay. Well, well, what didn't work? Let's talk about that. Let's pray about that. Like let's work through that together. And so you're building up, mm-hmm. or you're building not up necessarily, mm-hmm. but you're 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 building in your faithfulness and and you're and you're progressing in your journey. Um, like you said, so. Uh, when we take our sin out on each other, we create runes and stumbling blocks. Wounds, sorry, not ruins. We we create wounds and stumbling blocks in other people where, um, you know, there's death there or there's struggle there. Where the next time somebody is trying to live into their authentic self, they've got another thing they've mm-hmm. got to work through. 
We can app, we can, we can bless one another and we can injure one another. Um, and sometimes that's by accident. And so, mm-hmm. you know, your intention kind of makes a difference there, but sometimes it's just, it's all on purpose. It's, you know, to keep people down or to, 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 you know, get your own way or, or whatever that case may be. But I'm always aware of my actions and how, um, you know, they can be either positive or negative, you know, for other folks. Yeah, I need to work on that. I'm not always aware because I talk so much. Uh, but, <laughs> like, but, but in this too, and I, and I, I want to make that kind of further that point for a sec mm-hmm. too, is, um, you know, this is one of the reasons I think one of the, at least themes I see throughout the entirety of Scripture is, you know, your self-awareness and, like, our motivations. And, like, Jesus keeps... I think is consistently talking about your effort is to love one another, mm-hmm. is to be loved by God, is to love God back, and to love one another. And Jesus keeps hitting that point. And everybody's like, okay, we get it. Move on to the next thing. And Jesus is like, you don't get it. But no, that's the whole thing. But that's the whole thing. And so this is why we talk about like spending so much time and energy mm-hmm. of like, how can I be loved by God more? How can I love God back more? How can I love my neighbor or more or more fully or more mm-hmm. faithfully? Right. Mm-hmm. Because in those things, right? Yeah. Jesus says things like the entirety of the law of the prophets and all of it is hinges upon these things is because when we don't do this, we start thinking about ourselves in ways that we're better than other people or we're worth more than other people or what God has called us to do isn't significant because somebody else will do it. I mean, there's all these really problematic things that can happen mm-hmm. When we're not spending the energy well, there. Well, or we can injure others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not we going to get into Cain we, and Abel, but... Well, but we, <laughs> we produce these inadequacies and, and you know, and the insecurities mm-hmm. and, and other other folks, which keep them from being fully the person that God created them to be. Um, that the, we, we have power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can we can use it for for good or for evil. So I'm not a comedian. Uh huh. So I would be the meanest, <laughs> most mean spirited comedian ever. But yeah. like, and and you we're know, not we got, think thinking about you know how um you know talking about how even as children, uh, these insecurities, the root of these insecurities can 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 find or these insecurities can find mm-hmm. its root. Uh, through childhood experiences, you know, that tells me even more how important Vacation Bible School is, how how important all of the children's, you know, here at St. Matthew's, we, we've got a ton of them. You know, we have water fun days and VBS and art stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we support kids in schools and going back to school. We have mm-hmm. foster care and Ember Hope, and we have our day school. So we're all about kids and families and, mm-hmm. and working with them. But this tells me that when those kids uh, that we're working with don't have families who are supportive, mm-hmm. that we have an opportunity to kind of fight against those, those negative narratives mm-hmm. that can then, you know, sprout root in, in these kids' lives. Yeah. Um, and it's by being supportive. Yeah. Not being critical by, by helping. Yeah. The kids are going to have fun, but they're going to be supported by adults who love them. Mm-hmm. In in healthy ways, in in grace filled ways, uh, that it's going to make a difference in in the lives of these of these people that we are touching, uh, you know, in their childhood, um, this connection points that we have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so these things are not so much 
you know, you're supposed to do these things or this is stereotype or this is days, you know, daycare for children in the summer or any of those kind of narratives that we, we grow around them, uh, that, that grow up around this stuff, but we are making a difference in lives, um, that perhaps is, is helping the next Moses, you know, overcome mm-hmm. the, overcome their insecurities. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is really formational. The stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, and just for clarification, in case you when you heard Dave say there Moses and Moses's insecurities, the reason and what Dave's getting at, I'm going to speak for you for a sec. Is <laughs> when we reason we're loving people like this isn't so that they turn into like the next president. Could care less, unless that's like the, what they what they feel called to do and feel led to do. But like we we also as a culture need to stop doing this thing where like. We're expecting these giant ROIs, these returns on, we love people so well so they could achieve greatness. Greatness literally looks like being loved by God, loving God back, and loving other people. That's that's the level. Yeah. That's as complicated as it gets. That's that's When we talk about fulfillment, right? So like people all the time, they ask me like, Kelly, what do you want little Kelly to grow up into being? And I go, whatever he wants. Yeah, but what about... I'm like... I want him to know that he's loved. I want him to know that he has worth and value because God says so. I want him to learn how to have a relationship with God, and I want him to be incredibly generous mm-hmm. and kind and utilize everything that is he is in the service of other people. Mm-hmm. Like that's Those are the goals. Yeah, and the phrase I use all the time is so that we can become the person God created us to be, mm-hmm. and, and whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the... That is the kind of in, in my definition of fulfillment. Yeah, of being fulfilled is becoming the person God created you to be, and you know maybe that's in a leadership position, maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can find that spot, if you can figure out who uh, the spot God has created you to be, and God will lead you there, mm-hmm. then you're going to find that fulfillment and that peace, um, and that that will 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 kind of be that seed that that starts the, the mm-hmm. life of faith. Yeah, and, and for context, too, because we said before, like, Moses was called into a season of things that Moses wasn't good at. But what we know from reading the account is that Moses was the perfect person to go do it, right? So so this, this adequacy and purpose and fulfillment we're talking about, too, is I think God calls us into having discussions with God and, like, as we're learning who that person is in God, and, like, we, we play a willing participant a participatory role in, okay, God, like, what does it mean to be my authentic self? Like, how do I understand that? How do you, what are you telling me? Like, and then contextually within community, this is why you need community around you to build you up is, you know, to affirm those things and to help guide that and help you discern that. Um, But what we're not talking about is competencies. So like, I, I, like, what's always so weird to me is, uh, you know, growing up, right? So it was always about like purpose-driven life. Uh, that wasn't a jab. Uh, <laughs> but it was always like I would arrive somewhere one day and everything would make sense, right? And so when I was graduating high school, right, and everybody kept asking me, Kelly, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? And like my answer was always like, I want to help people. And that's not helpful when you're trying to go to college because, you know, insert whatever amount of number of jobs you could do that would do that. Like, you could literally help people wherever you are. Like there was no yep. profession that was like going to like do this. Right. And so what I was learning about myself and and still am right. Cause my authentic self is 
being made more whole as I continue in this journey is um, that was the thing in me. Like I wanted to be in the service of people and be available to help people when they needed help. It was like, that was an important thing to understand. It's like, okay, so like that means professionally or vocationally that I wanted to have the freedom to help people in the ways that I felt like I, I was being called to or which were the most authentic versions of me or version of me. Um, and so that eliminated some jobs. It eliminated some career paths, whatever. Um, but I think we do this thing, right? Where we're like, well, one day it'll make sense to me where I'm supposed to do this. And God's like, Hey Moses, you can't even like articulate a full sentence. And you like, you didn't like leave this place. You fled this place you grew up there. Everybody knows who you were before. Uh, go back in <laughs> and bring all these other people out with you and Aaron. There's no amount of praying and arriving and reading and studying that prepares you for that, that like gets you ready for that other than God had called him and was like, hey, I want you to go do this. And I'm with you. And and so I think we we have to remember as well, like, the concepts of like feeling fulfilled and having purpose, I think go back to the gospel, which is like loving God, loving yourself and loving other people. Mm -hmm. And you'll find ways that creatively like kind of maybe more resonate with you as a person of, you know, I'm a nerd. I play a lot of video games. And so I have communities that I've built where there are people that are non-believers that like I have a pastoral relationship with because I'm there and I get to be me and that's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting yeah. kind of space to be in. Mm -hmm. um, but I think something else you said that's really critically important is um, what we say to people and how we treat people can have really serious, it, it, it is meant to be held with that weight that you're mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. where it's, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Um, you can cause a lot of harm and you can do a lot of good. And as the Christian or as a believer or somebody, if you're watching this and you're kind of exploring the faith, um, I think it's a lot of times when people talk about being a Christian's hard. I think this is the thing that sometimes we, we mislabel. Well, performing well and doing well, I'm like, no, no, no. Loving people like this intentionally mm -hmm. and being like on it, it's hard. Because some days... I want to let people know what's up. <laughs> For sure. This this passage, you know, one thing that, that I want to say about this passage uh, is this call that Moses is, is responding to is a really big call. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think any of us are going to probably ex experience a call that is as big as this, this one that Moses is is seeing you know the calls that we will have or that we see might be to lead a sunday school class or a bible study or it might be to participate in one or it might be you know a service uh you know to to work uh to go work or lead a, a ministry like under the bridge or 
you know those mow types. your neighbor's lawn sure to get to their mail your, to love your neighbor, <laughs> love your neighbor. so so let's this this call of moses is huge but mm-hmm. but it, it, and it's going to be bigger than 99.9% of people today I love are ever that, ever going to experience that's insightful 100%. you know so if we're if we're thinking that calls are only going to be to something that is that uh, mm-hmm. momentous um, we're we're that's just not true either uh, we're going to be called to to love well uh, we're going to be called m- perhaps to serve our church and our community in mm-hmm. in some way uh, we're going to be called to to uh, ministries of all shorts, all all shapes and sizes. Maybe it's to youth, maybe it's to kids, maybe it's to mm-hmm. something else. But those calls are going to be there, and, and just like Moses, though, we're going to be supported in those calls. Sometimes we're going to be uncomfortable, and <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, not everybody is going to be comfortable, you know, in a in a van with with nine teenagers going to youth camp. <laughs> he was like looking at me because you know. I love I love youth kids so much. I love part of myself at camp. <laughs> in your injury, then. in my injury, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. But but maybe that's what a call looks like, mm-hmm. um, you know. And as you grow in faith, you know, maybe your call is into ministry, like ours is, mm-hmm. into a vocational uh, mm-hmm. uh, position. But even that, that's it's. What's the percentage of Christians that get called to vocational ministry? I mean, it's it's a tiny percentage. Well, and, and I love what you're saying, and and this will kind of, I guess, be my my final thought here is, you know, one of the most damaging things I think I ever heard, this is like being a kid, people saying things that were really harmful, was um, if you God can trust you in the little things, then God will trust you in the big things. And so we, we systematize Christianity, we systematize spiritual life as like the progression of you know, if you're a really good person or you do really well here or you're faithful with a little, then God's going to give you a lot of responsibility. Like, what? <laughs> yes, because up until this moment, Moses was doing great. Like, you know, who who's called in Scripture who's, like, got this squeaky... I mean, the women normally. It's like the men who are struggling. <laughs> anyway, that's a different podcast. But but there's there's this, like concept right where we think that it's all about progression or like preparing and doing this and, and i'm not saying that it, preparing or, or being a good steward or being diligent is a bad thing do that please um but like the the well i want to make it big or big time or do this is like no no there's like studies that have been done recently where like a smile can prevent people from committing suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this is the stuff we're talking about, like living intentionally in the moment to moment day, like of your life and loving God and being loved and loving others intentionally. And as and the best you can is all huge stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it may not be like Dave's putting this really well. You, you, it may not be like a burning bush that's like, Kelly, go do this. Like, no, <laughs> like, like, right. But that doesn't mean everything else that I get to participate in doesn't have value. Mm-hmm. We have to stop as Christians. We got to stop doing this thing where like we attribute value to like the, the lights and the production and all mm-hmm. the things as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I love Dave and Dave loves me well. Like we have, a, I've only been here for six months and like he's somebody that's going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Right. Cause Dave has been good to me. His wife has been good to me and my family. 
the people at this church have been good to me and my family, and I know love me. Because in the average moment, people have been intentional. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, you know, gave me a winning lottery ticket. Like, like the, it's not the things that maybe some people would contribute as big stuff. Um, so no, we don't have to have these mountaintop experiences. They get called into something huge. Uh, it's the day in, day out stuff. Yeah, and, and we don't have to be the Charlton Heston who is... Who <laughs> don't has, be Charlton who, Well, who has the strong voice, who has all of the talent. I mean, those folks are great, uh, but we don't have to be them to be useful for God. It's God's voice working within us, coming through us, that gives us the value, or that makes that voice strong. It's it's the one who is perfect, who is working perfection within us, mm-hmm. the spiritual perfection within us. Uh, and so if God's doing the work, then we just honor um, those who are being faithful in, in walking that walk, um, in moving their feet, and in, in giving their calluses to the work that, that God would have any of us do. And so we honor those folks. We don't demand um, you know, the right look <laughs> or the right sound or the right action. We honor the one who motivates um, the truth, the ultimate truth within us. We all bring different things to the mm-hmm. altar. Mm-hmm. They all have equal value. Mm-hmm. And it's God who calls you to give who you are and, and what you have to give mm-hmm. that's unique to your personhood. Um, but don't compare yourself to other people. Absolutely. Mm-mm. This is a good one, man. This was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Is it. it is fun. Especially because I got to talk so much. <laughs> and I... <laughs> And I do love the movie, and I love Charlton Heston <laughs> and Cecil B. DeMille. I do love that stuff. You know he's going to see this, right? I hope. <laughs> I on, count on it. On that note, uh, join us next week for all the things we can't stand about the Ten Commandments movie. Just kidding. I, th- I have a feeling through Exodus this might be a recurring kind of theme. But anyway. <laughs> Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye.